1: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate.
2: And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back.
1: Today, you'll learn about how your ears are eavesdropping on your eyes, a bold new study on the anti-inflammatory effects of psychedelics, and an astonishing new discovery linking hoarding disorder with ADHD.
2: Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity.
1: A new study at Duke University has shown that our ears have been eavesdropping on our eyes this whole time.
2: Okay, okay that is a very confusing statement, and I have so many questions.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay, I'll, I'll back up a little bit, because once you do get it, it is pretty amazing. So in 2018, the research team led by Dr. Jennifer Groh discovered that the ears emit a super tiny noise every time the eyes move.
2: Huh. Okay, I mean, the ears can hear noise, but I didn't think they could actually make noise. Plus, I'm moving my eyes right now, and I don't hear anything, so what's the deal?
1: It is totally imperceptible, like, as something you can consciously hear. And Mm -hmm. they're also not entirely sure what causes the little sound, but using tiny but powerful microphones placed inside the ear canal, they could detect it. The theory as of right now is that eye movement stimulates the brain, causing virtually undetectable contractions in the middle ear muscles, or the little hair cells in there. These are the same muscles and hair cells that help amplify quiet sounds and dampen loud
2: ones. So it's not exactly like the ear is listening to the eye, but that eye movement causes the ear itself to make noise?
1: That is correct. But they are so tightly correlated that the research team took all of this a step forward, and conducted a new study. That's honestly kind of mind-blowing. Using those tiny microphones placed inside the ear canal, they can actually predict where someone is looking just by listening to the sounds the ears make.
2: Okay, hold on a second. So the sound the ears makes changes when the eye is looking at a different spot.
1: Exactly. Just by listening to the little sounds inside the ear canal, the research team could very accurately know where the test subject's eyes were aimed up and to the left, down and to the right. They could even tell you if the eye was moving diagonally. Just by
2: listening to the sound our ears make.
1: Just by listening to those tiny sounds inside of our ears.
2: Okay, I still have a million questions, but they're different questions than before.
1: <laughs> I, I would suspect that at least one of those questions is why, and that <laughs> yeah. is the million-dollar question, honestly. There's a very real possibility that these sounds might help in aligning our auditory and visual perceptions.
2: Okay, so it helps our ears and our eyes coordinate, basically, which would help us understand what we're seeing and where it is. Is it something like that?
1: Yep. So the next logical step is to explore this phenomenon in people with hearing or vision loss. They also want to know how or if these sounds can predict performance in tasks that require a ton of coordination between auditory and visual information.
2: Sure, it's like, say, riding a bike through a noisy city.
1: Exactly. The big picture here is that even though scientists have known for generations that our brain has coordinated our sensory perceptions to an enormous degree, we've actually just scratched the surface.
2: Over the past few years, researchers have been shining a light on the effects of psilocybin on the mind, especially when it comes to perceived positive effects on tough-to-treat mood disorders like depression and anxiety. And we
1: have covered a few of those stories already. Psilocybin, Mm -hmm. that that would be the main psychoactive ingredient in magic mushrooms. Exactly. There have been all kinds of headlines about their wild and nearly miraculous effects on mood disorders. And to be honest, it sort of has the too-good-to-be-true feeling.
2: No, no, no. I totally get it. There are a ton of claims around psychedelics like psilocybin, and the problem is that these substances have not only been illegal for recreational use for decades, they've also been off-limits to researchers because they are categorized as a Schedule One substance, which means the U.S. doesn't even see any medical use for them.
1: Uh, well, regardless of the wild claims, those attitudes seem to be changing even with researchers, Right.
2: They actually are, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the best way to either refute or prove a pie-in-the-sky idea is to conduct a very thorough study. And the thing is, researchers have already found evidence that psilocybin can be really effective in treating treatment-resistant depression and anxiety. But they don't know exactly how or why. A new study has shed some light on what's going on, and it has everything to do with inflammation.
1: Inflammation? I'm not following.
2: Okay. So stick with me here. So people with stress-related disorders like depression often have higher levels of inflammatory substances called cytokines and an overactive stress hormone system.
1: So is this inflammation causing the depression or vice versa?
2: It's possible the stress leads to the inflammation, which leads to depression. And like I said, psilocybin has been shown to be an effective treatment for this kind of depression. So the research team behind this new study wanted to know why, and they honed in on inflammation.
1: I guess if you want to use a substance to treat a condition— You probably ought to know why it works.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, In this study, 60 healthy participants were divided into two groups. One group got psilocybin, the other got a placebo. The researchers measured changes in their immune system markers and stress responses. They also monitored brain chemistry and looked at mood and social behavior changes.
1: So they were looking at what the psilocybin did to the body, basically.
2: Yes, and specifically to the immune system. And they found it quickly lowered the levels of something called TNF-alpha.
1: Let me guess, that's inflammation?
2: Oh, yeah. Not only is TNF-alpha an inflammation marker, it's one that is associated with depressive disorders.
1: (laughs) Wow. So there's something physiological going on with magic mushrooms. It's not just that they make people hallucinate and cheer them up.
2: Some of the reductions in inflammation persisted longer than a week after taking it, even. And participants who said the drug had a larger effect on their mood and sociability were found to have larger reductions in inflammation markers.
1: Okay, so what comes next?
2: It's kind of like our catchphrase on this show, honestly. Uh, What comes next is more research. The sample size in the study was relatively small, but the findings suggest that psilocybin has a huge potential to treat all kinds of psychiatric disorders— but especially for those where traditional treatments just aren't working.
1: I guess with more solid science and vetted studies like this, psilocybin could go from too-good-to-be-true miracle cure-all to just a true standard of care. That's kind of the power of science.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Hoarding disorder has long been known to be an incredibly crippling condition that can derail a person's day-to-day life.
2: And hoarding disorder is where people start to accumulate tons and tons of stuff, right?
1: Basically, but it's a little more specific than that, actually. Psychologists categorize it as the inability to discard items, even those little things that seem totally useless or have little value to most people. So, you know, think empty milk cartons or old newspapers— These are things that most of us recycle or toss out as soon as we use them. But for someone suffering from hoarding disorder, it's really hard to let them go.
2: We've all heard those stories, and there are even TV shows that take you inside the homes of someone who suffers from hoarding disorder, and sometimes they're a little scary.
1: Exactly. And like I said, it can totally disrupt your work life and your social life. It can make it difficult to see friends and family. And it's actually really hard to treat.
2: Okay, so what are the mechanisms that cause hoarding disorder? Like, where does it come from?
1: That is a great question, and one that a new study published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research set out to investigate. The thing is, hoarding disorder has always been viewed as a sort of subset of obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD.
2: Yeah, I suppose that would make sense. You have an overwhelming compulsion to hang on to old things. Is it kind of something like that?
1: Sure. So now it's classified as its own distinct disorder, but the associations with OCD remain. However, anecdotal evidence has suggested for years that there might be a connection between hoarding and another disorder, ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder.
2: Okay, that connection seems kind of unexpected.
1: Well, that's why this is among the only studies to look for a connection. So researchers examined 157 adults. 57 of them had ADHD. 50 had OCD, and for control, they included 50 otherwise healthy individuals. Using a bunch of different assessments, the findings were pretty remarkable.
2: Okay, so did they find the link between hoarding and ADHD?
1: Not just a hint of a link, but like a really significant hard-to-ignore link. Adults with ADHD showed a 32% prevalence of hoarding disorder. Those with OCD, for comparison, were only at 8%. Huh. Huh.
2: So, does this mean that ADHD is causing hoarding disorder?
1: Not exactly. They are considered comorbidities, two disorders that often go together. But the big news is that all this time we've associated hoarding with OCD, we've possibly been barking up the wrong tree.
2: Okay, so I would guess more accurate data on the connection between ADHD and hoarding disorder can open the door to more research.
1: Totally. This study included a fairly small sample size, but with something as hard to treat as hoarding disorder, new insights like this get doctors closer and closer to helping a lot of desperate people out there. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Duke University researchers have discovered that the sounds produced by ears in response to eye movements can reveal the direction of a person's gaze. This novel finding increases our understanding of the intricate relationship between our auditory and visual perceptions and could pave the way for new advances in clinical hearing tests and sensory integration studies.
2: A groundbreaking study has revealed that psilocybin, a psychedelic compound, significantly reduces inflammatory markers linked to stress-related disorders and enhances mood and sociability. The findings pave the way for potential treatments for mood disorders, especially those that have proven really hard to treat with traditional drugs.
1: A recent study published in the Journal of Psychiatric Research found a surprising connection between ADHD and hoarding disorder, suggesting that people with ADHD are significantly more likely to exhibit hoarding symptoms than those with OCD as previously thought. The research could lead to new therapies for this really hard-to-treat disorder. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery.
2: You can follow our show wherever you get your podcast, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus.